This is Kenyon Drake, running back for the Arizona Cardinals, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Kings podcast. Welcome, Kings and Queens, to the Fantasy Football Kings podcast. This is your host, Luke, joined by Mike hey. and Tyler tonight. What's going on, guys? Doing pretty good, man. Had another okay week of football. Nothing too crazy this weekend. Uh, that Hail Mary was sick. Though. That Hail Mary was sick. Nope. Yeah, that, that was actually awesome. I think that was uh, DeAndre's way of just being like, hey, guys. I'm still I'm pretty really good. Still I've got to say, it's the Hail Murray. Ooh, oh, I like that's that. A good yeah, one. That's I like a good that. One. Had to say it. Oh, I'm surprised you guys haven't heard that like a thousand times today already. I thought I was like no, no, low hanging fruit, real fun fact. There. I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins not as tall as I thought. Do you know how tall he is? Like six one, five, six two, yeah, eleven, six one. Football heights like six five. Football heights are always like exaggerated. Like I remember the uh, when the Bucks had Mike Williams, uh, that receiver. He's like six one, but like he was always described as like a big physical. Big physical I think it has yeah. more to do with like your style of like. But like Mike Evans, the shit, six five. Yeah, yes, yeah. And yeah. Then, I didn't. Calvin mean. Johnson was seven two. Yeah, <laughs> Calvin Johnson was a legit six seven, like six foot six, six foot seven, yep. and that really is nuts. Like, yeah, insane. I mean, that's a Gronk is six six sometimes listed six seven, but. Uh, Calvin looked so big, and that's why they doubled him every time in the red zone. <laughs> Tripled him sometimes. Yeah, um, I'm sure you guys seen the meme going around of the Hopkins catch with his one glove on the ball, and then the two gloves trying to pitifully swipe at it. Uh-huh. And it's Adidas glove, Nike glove, and, and then Jordan Hopkins Jordan glove, just yeah. one handing the football. <laughs> if, I guarantee Jordan will use that as like a no, that's advertisement. Our, everyone's or like, this is like, literally it's, free advertising. It's yeah, free like, advertising. The Jordan glove above the others, above Nike and Adidas. Uh, <laughs> that's nuts. Um. All right, uh, I do actually want to start off the show playing the new game we're going to play. New game. It's nice. a new segment. I didn't even have to pay $60 for it. Yep, new segment. I dropped it on the Instagram earlier, fantasy, at fantasy.footballkings. It's called Are You Freaking? <laughs> and it's about players that you know underperform this weekend, and if we're starting to freak out a little bit about them on your fantasy team, are you, are you ready to get rid of them, or are you freaking out that these are some high-profile players. I didn't really choose anyone that's bad uh, because then you're not really as freaking you're as much. You're always freaking yeah. on them. So the top guys, you know, I'm going to kick it off with uh, Michael Thomas. Are you freaking if you own him? <laughs> oh, man. I would have been freaking if I ever drafted Slant Boy in the first place. <laughs> Dude had two catches for 27 yards. James Another... missed him like two times real tall yesterday yep. I saw. Uh, fun fact, he hasn't even gotten to 100 yards yet. On the season, um, in three games. I won't say <laughs> I won't say freaking. Um, well, okay, I'll I would. that. If I owned him in fantasy, realistically, I would have been freaking a long time ago. I mean, yeah, for where you drafted him, for him not being on the field, but for you know, you footballers out there that don't know too much about the Bucks, the guy struggles versus Carlton Davis, <laughs> dating, dating, dating back to last year to yep. last year. I mean, Carlton's got his number. Um, but I mean, good. But yesterday Thomas, they were playing Joe. Joe Blow out there in Forty Nine er Land, who all these backup guys now. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, but what about his days of being top guy on the week? You know, the thirty points is that there that upside anymore? Probably or is the offense not. more. I think the offense. I need is to going... see a week of like how they're going to run the offense. You know, because if they use Taysom Hill a lot, like they probably will. That yeah. does nuke Thomas big a time. Lot. If they use James, if they keep Jameis out there as like a regular quarterback, you know, just like it's just him and Taysom Hill's coming in kind of like 
a little bit, then Thomas should still be top, at least wide receiver two, but it's Michael Thomas. The fact that you're that's what we're looking at, yeah, you're probably freaking. I'm thinking, you know, let's say they get 50 snaps on offense next week. Taysom Hill's going to be 15 of them probably. He's going to get a lot of those I would stupid runs. He probably is going to get a lot. 15 million for 15% of the snaps. You're I'd right, take, they're paying I'd him. Ta- I'd take that any day of the week. Well, I mean, he's playing more than – I'm talking quarterback snaps. Oh, yeah. But just um, in terms of like, yeah, but like the fact that they're paying him like that really so does stupid. make you He almost gonna... plays 100% because he plays special teams too. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, uh yeah, I mean, it's definitely worse than if Drew Brees were out there. So I'm going to hold. They are playing the Falcons this week. No Drew Brees now, but mm-hmm. Jameis should be able to get him the ball enough. Mm-hmm. I think the offense will still stay the same. Like, it's going to be all through Michael Thomas, Kamara, and then a little bit of yeah. Jared Cook and Sanders mixed in. I'm not freaked to the point where I'm doing anything drastic on right. am I starting Michael Thomas or am I starting mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney, Curtis Samuel, my waiver wire pickup guy. But if you're sitting there with, like, a T. Higgins who you've been itching to get into your lineup. What about, like, yeah, you know, T. Higgins or Michael so, Thomas? Someone like that. Like, I'm, I I'm sit him. you know. T. Higgins is a fucking baller. So I, yeah, I'd, play, we'll I'd play there, T. But. Higgins. I, I would. If you have someone that truly is, like, breaking out. Like a Brandon Cooks with mm-hmm. super upside. I mean, he only had 10 last week. We'll, we'll talk about that game later, but that was, like, a super win game. But even, even with that, yeah, like, I, those are the guys I'm more inclined to start on a weekly basis being, like, okay, Mike, yeah. you might need to ride the bench. But if you're kind of deep going – if you're trying to reach to pull him out there, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. But you can go a little bit uh, based on matchups too, I guess. With it, like if they, um, I'm pulling up their schedule right well, now to see if this comes up. So like the rest of their schedule, man, you're real. There really is not a matchup on here where like he could get shut down totally. I mean, they play Kansas City and Philly, kind of decent pasties, but yeah. I mean, if they were in the event to play someone like. Baltimore or something like that, you know, somewhere where you knew they were just not going to score points, not going to move the ball or something. But it doesn't look like they have many of those, like, defenses on their schedule left. So that's good at least. So I'm thinking, you know, Falcons this weekend, he's going to be in my top 12 this week. If it doesn't do, if he doesn't get at least fifteen this weekend, it's it's freak yeah, time. Yeah, you're really true. freaking. I'll say I'm up at that's the mo- right in the middle at the moderate freak zone. It can sway either way. <laughs> mm-hmm. A bad week against the Falcons would push me. To Atlanta the, is to a the per- edge. To full, yeah, to full this, freak. Full this freak. actually is a perfect like judgment week. Uh, yep. You'll really know after this one because Atlanta's past is a joke. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the next guy on the list. Don't go pick up Jameis in fantasy either. I thought about it. Don't do it. It's not <laughs> worth it. Like, there's going to be better guys week to week. Taysom Hill is going to annoy the hell out of you. They're going to play super conservative. We'll probably talk about that. Well, yeah, point, he was but... um he was in, as one of the options for quarterback waivers. There you go. Yeah. Um. Well, you got to play him in like double flex if you're if mm-hmm. it's a two quarterback league, but yeah, because it is a good matchup. All right. Next up, Lamar Jackson. Are you freaking if you're an owner of him? Ben freaking. Yeah. Yep. Past the free. I did not see what how many points he ended up with last night. Fifteen. What? Sixteen. I thought he had two touchdowns. Let's oh. just say I had Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson, and I made the right decision of starting Brady over Lamar Jackson. That's yeah. Who I mean, was quarterback one on the week? Tom Brady. Uh, Lamar did have twenty five last night. I mean, twenty five. Okay, better than I. Better than expected. Uh, it, that game was a weird, weird, weird game. Um. Yeah, you are freaking though. There's no he, way. You got to be freaking. How many 30s does he have? One? Exactly. Yeah, like the fact that we're looking at a 25 like, "Oh, that's not bad for Lamar Jackson." Are you kidding? No. That's this is and that, major freak. Yeah, out. and that's the thing is that 
he's had enough weeks where he's he's lost you the week for for what it is. Where you you're probably not in the playoffs so. if you have him. He has two thirty point games all season. One came week one against Cleveland, thirty three. The other against Philly with straight thirty points. Man, which is Unreal. just the worst possible scenario too if you're the owner of him because you draft him obviously with some serious capital. Yes, comes in week one, shreds. Looked great passing the football too week one. Defenses hadn't start calling out their plays yet, and yeah. since then it's just been downhill. And it's like, uh, and yeah, you know you're gonna Bill have to knew be, the place. Uh, assuming um, you're gonna have to be very careful about drafting Ravens players next year if Greg Roman's still OC. Um, like, we'll see if they change offensive coordinators. What happens with the Ravens this offseason? But um, yeah, we can definitely have to watch that and, and adjust the ranks. You know, Lamar goes. Oh my God! Next year is he even a top five quarterback? We, we so were, that's what we were. We I was just about to bring him off air. Yeah, man. Uh, T and I were discussing. You know, we'd rather have. Let's name them. Obviously, oh, yeah. Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Dak. If he comes back and he's a hundred percent. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, maybe Josh Allen. Um, I mean, who else am I forgetting? Because he, Josh he, Allen, I guess this year is kind of like what Lamar is last year. So we kind of need to see if Josh Allen can repeat next year but you know it's yeah it's, so as of now i have him at five i think i would take him over josh allen and then you just you know you think about the whole waiting game at quarterback and you have some of these young guys like herbert like Tua, oh yeah, yeah herbs my herbert and all three of the guys i just mentioned are all young qbs who also adds a little bit of rushing floor too mm-hmm. and it's kind of like Dude, ravens need a good offseason they need what, to, what uh, would have to happen in the offseason for you to be back on the lamar train? for me to get back on the train i need to see them make o-line improvements they need a new oc and they need another receiver and he needs to finish lot. this year strong and that, that's probably that big thing, too yeah. uh kind of uh, that's kind of asking a lot i know but their o-line's been such a disaster their play calling's been so bad in hollywood is the i mean they can't even get mark andrews going so maybe even that's not well, enough but Mark Andrews actually, as bad as tight end is on the uh, year, he was the tight end one this week with 13. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Seven for that is unbelievable. Seven catches for 60 yards. Yeah, Travis Mark Kelsey, Andrews. Travis Kelsey must have been on by this Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, <laughs> exactly. Those three Kittle have, have yeah. uh, that Raven trio has killed a ton of teams this year. Uh, the, uh, particularly and that, Mark Andrews. And, and that's, a, that's a trio that steamrolled half, half of our league last year through, through 13 yep. weeks. It still doesn't make sense with Andrews, but yeah. yeah. All right. Are you freaking Jonathan Taylor running back Indianapolis Colts? Yeah, I can answer that. He's on my bench now. I am freaking. He is no longer in the starting lineup. I'm going to continue to start Duke Johnson over him, even though he had six last week. I still feel like it can change in one week. Exactly. But he's going to be riding pine, but you're going to have to ride to keep him. Exactly. You got to keep him on the pine until he starts not only, I guess, not only one week, he kind of has to string it together. I guess a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen this year. I kind of don't think it will because so, Naheem Hines actually looks good out there. Wilkins is with whatever, but I don't think Hines is going anywhere. He, no. he looks really good out there. And unfortunately, they kind of fit the the Philip Rivers style mm-hmm. in a way. That's true. That's um, and I saw some pretty just horrifying stats that kind of and then showed some like college comps and stuff and you know jonathan taylor is a very similar runner to melvin gordon especially coming out of college he's a guy with a lot of miles on his body he was a kind of a big physical product of the amount of carries he was Mm -hmm. getting still a great player and everything like that but you kind of saw it on the draft people talk about his skill sets aren't really as refined as a few of these others that's why guys like clyde jumped up a lot of people's boards right they have a little bit more defined skill set for the league 
whereas this guy's just kind of a guy that can handle a, a workload. Yeah, those um, guys give them what uh, would have given them what Naheem Hines is giving them. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Melvin had an obviously an atrocious rookie year, and that, that was with Phillip, and didn't really get going until uh, kind of Phillip had either missed some time or they kind of just switched the offense around. But I just think for the style they're going for, it doesn't mesh with what Phil's trying to get going. So The weird thing is, you know, he plays the first drive and gets two catches on the drive. You really think they're going to get him going. Two <laughs> catches for 25 yards. Uh, so let me bring up these stats about him that Jonathan Taylor threw uh, this year 113 carries for 428 rush yards, four touchdowns. Jordan Wilkins and Naheem Hines combined 113 carries, 427 rush yards, three TDs. So he should be the at least the first two downs back. Yeah, but I wonder. I, I I did see a breakdown of that, and I think a good portion of those yards came out of like one or two games. So I, well, I mean, it's still. And I think per- there's something to like the just having the veteran Wilkins. Like there's just something yeah. to having that in there that can't really be like you know, uh, tallied up in stats or whatever yeah. uh, in terms of coaches. Uh, a lot of the times that's, you know, that's I think that's part of the reason why we still see Mark Ingram get so much work with Baltimore, even though it makes no sense. He actively makes them worse most yeah. of the time. There's, you know, just having that veteran in, I don't know, so coach, coaches value that. Another great stat is that he has caught 96% of his targets for – 9.2 yards per reception so he can do it in the past game too it's just you know they're using everyone and mm-hmm. uh Hines Naheem is, is and and Naheem is like he's really like an Austin Eckler like he's a, a receiver in a running back's body so like he yeah. can actually line up and run routes and stuff like that um absolutely you know that is something that you're gonna have to take Naheem Hines into account next year when you go to draft Jonathan Taylor like I don't I don't know that next if year it's Philip, yeah, if it's Philip, yeah if it's Philip, yeah I don't know that we'll we can pencil in Taylor for a three down roll next year just because of Naeem Hines yeah well they ended up pulling that W out and uh next are you freaking about James Connor? 47 yards 22 yards 36 yards in his past three games the last two were against the Dallas Cowboys and the Bengals. Yeah, that's very... 22 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. They seem to be throwing the ball a lot. Which is strange because, like, we know Ben doesn't want to throw it deep anymore. Like, he he's like a pitcher coming off Tommy John. He's, like, wanting to throw it short. So I'm really surprised that they're not, like... And they're not even getting Connor involved in the passing game either. He's not getting nope. catches to compensate... Um, I would not be freak, freaking yet just because it is only a two-game stretch. Before that, he had scored double digits in, like, four straight, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he's got Jacksonville this week. So this is kind of a similar similar. Another deal. great matchup. You, he has to pop here. Otherwise, you are fully freaking. I mean, yep. because listen, their next two matchups after that are Baltimore and then Washington. Baltimore 29th against the run, Washington 26th in terms of being really, really good. Um, so, you know... Yeah, I guess you are freaking a little bit on Connor. Agreed. He's uh, God. He hasn't had Not a hundred yard rushing game in four straight, five out of the last four. He hasn't had a hundred yards. the The thing with Connor though is that you really don't have to worry about that that much because usually they are throwing to him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they just haven't been the last two for whatever reason. 
Uh, not freaking because I didn't think he was good in the first place. Oh. But, um, I mean, I, I've never go, been. Yeah, we can go back. I'll, I can dig up those stats, but I think at one point on the show, I I shared my take that James Conner's production throughout his entire NFL career has come from like four four games in total. I'm like, with you. Seventy five percent of his total rushing yards came from four games. Yeah, I'm that with was you. going more, into the season, obviously, but <sighs> more often yeah. than not, he's and when you watch, he does not pass the eye test usually. No, uh, he's a he's a plotter and he did a great story and all that, uh, but strictly volume based player. And yeah, I think that initial boost that he came in with, I think, was more along the team of the team getting his back about the Lev Bell situation mm-hmm. than Connor taking advantage of this opportunity and running away with it. I'm going to tell you who he is right now. He's David Montgomery. He doesn't do anything particularly great. He doesn't do anything terrible. But he he's get, not explosive. He can get he it can done. Get the job done a little bit. Yeah. And the okay. for them is they've got Ben in a great defense, so they don't need him mm-hmm. to do more than that. Yep. All right, last one on the the new segment. Are you freaking about Devontae Parker? Seven targets, two catches, thirty-one yards. Week before that, six catches, sixty-four yards. How many targets did you say this past week, though? A week before that, two targets, a catch, touchdown. Yeah, so what was the targets you just said, though, for this, seven. this past game? So seven's better than I thought he ended up with. Two was moving um, that ball around. But mm. two is spreading the ball, and, I mean, uh, yeah, I own him in one league. I've big, I'd be a big Parker him. guy, but I'm definitely freaked because Preston Williams is on the IR. It, you know, it should be targets being funneled to him, but – He's using a band of guys. They're going five deep at receiver. They're three deep at tight end. They're, I mean, mm-hmm. it is kind of like what we talked when Tua got the job. We were kind of like, well, this we definitely prefer Fitzmagic in there. Cause, yeah, uh, I will say, I think Devontae's got a nice little three game run here set up for him. Assuming Tua keeps playing well, his next three are Denver, Jets, Cincinnati. Wow. I mean the the passing game script should be in his favor i'm not gonna freak yet in fact if i had him i'd probably start him for those three unfortunately after that he gets kansas city and new england kind of tough um yeah not yeah. totally freaking but i am freaking a little because you know say moderately freaking. you know for a fact that he would be doing better with Fitzmagic. magic and, and so you gotta freak a little bit and just one last point to it their defense has been outstanding mm-hmm. like outstanding and that has factored into them not just trailing in games and doing what I thought they'd be doing. So their defense being good has caused a bit of a problem for fantasy. Yeah, their offense now looks more like a professional offense as yeah, opposed like, to like YOLO ball. A We're going for the first. Like yeah. We just need to score a few times. Defense will handle the rest and we can win some games. Yep. And that, the last thing is that just Tua in general looks better than I expected, sort of. I, I was not a big Tua guy coming no, in. I loved so, him. I know, yeah. I love. I always him. thought it was because he was a lefty. It, uh, partly. Which, and I'm a lefty too, which should make me like him, but I throw right. But anyways, he just looks <laughs> uh, better than I expected, and it looks like he's not in over his head, which by extension makes me feel a little better about Parker. Agreed. I would not be start. Well, I mean, there are good matchups, so you might be starting Parker. Definitely, you gotta. I, I think the schedule keeps him on the fully not freaking out radar. Yeah, for now. That's yeah, a good point. But because like when he played against the Rams, it was nothing. Then the Chargers, it was nothing. And so, it is matchup dependent. But he's got good matchups coming up. All right, let's uh, move on to the news and notes. MRI shows no structural damage in Teddy Bridgewater's knee. <sighs> Thank goodness. Thought he was selling that. Thank God. Yeah, just I think messing. he uh, was just like, I'm done for the day, boys. <laughs> you know who do, does I'm have good. some structural damage? 
Uh, Mr. Drew Brees. <laughs> Drew Brees. He's going to miss some time with a rib injury. And a lung, right? Lung took collapsed. Some, got Dude, smoking I, too many took cigarettes. Took a long rip. <laughs> it seems like the Saints f that one up, man. How? Everything I'm reading. And it, they're going to lose like a conditional he, pick. They said he was in pain prior to the game, and the decision to wear the flak jacket was made like hours before the game. How can you send a 40-year-old man who's already looked like he gets up slow from a few of these hits out to get murdered? I don't get it. They, they know, like, this is it for the Saints. This is it. They're, after uh. Breeze leaves, they're going to be terrible for a decade. This is it. And they're playing games like this? So let them sit out a game, dude. dude I know. Oh, my God. You just <laughs> had the win of your season. Let, it makes totally uh. no sense to me. But, hey, if the Saints want to screw things up for themselves, they want to get their Hall of Fame quarterback murdered on the field. And best of both worlds, I get to see a little bit of Jameis. So, thanks, Saints. Yep. All right. McCaffrey is unlikely to play for week 11. Their bye week is week 13. So, he may be out he the next three weeks. is more than likely so out for the fantasy. McCaffrey. Until the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> yeah. McCaffrey fans. Or McCaffrey. Um, are you freaking? Are you freaking? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, that would have been a good one. And Mike Davis, you know, watching them yesterday, that is concerning. Curtis Samuel is now, like, one of their RBs. Uh, he's actually better than Mike Davis in RB. <laughs> and... Number 35 and Reggie Bonifon, number 40, were on the field yeah. quite a bit as well. They used four total running backs against us. Yep. Yeah, because Davis was getting that bell cow work, and he kind of ended up slowing up a little bit with a couple injuries. He got hurt last game, popped yep. his thumb or something. They popped That's it back right. into place. Yeah. So, he had a couple catches, at like garbage time catches, so maybe there's like some indication that he'll be around in that role. But you're freaking a little bit. Yeah. Mike, Curtis Samuel genuinely looks better than Mike Davis. Oh, at the running back position? Yeah. I, dude, I'm, I'm all for it. I want to see him go back full time. Did I call there. him Mike Daniels? No, I don't think so. Okay. Davis okay. Daniels, pretty yeah. same thing. I, <laughs> uh, Drew Locke is completing 31 of his, 31% of his passes under pressure. Denver fans, are you freaking that your quarterback's a bust? <laughs> right now, he's not doing I hate throwing good. in the towel on guys, especially because their coaching is you know pretty rough. We'll yeah. see, but not looking good for Mr. Locke. Chargers were dropped against the former Giants cornerback, uh, DeAndre Baker. That's a we wild can do an story, entire man. pod we on should just do this a story. Pod. True crime. This is a Th- wild this was crazy. story. I had to stop working for like 20 minutes today. Just like, what the fuck? Oh, I need to read. I love true this crime. This is absolutely crazy. Okay. But yeah, we'll, maybe we can do, uh, we'll open with this tomorrow. <laughs> the Fantasy right. King's true crime. True crime. We got to get lawyer Pat back. <laughs> but he, he's a, he's an available player now. He is good to go. He, he can is. get signed by NFL team. No suspension. And Quentin the Dunbar Bucks? has nothing to worry about. Yeah, the Bucks get him? <laughs> is he good? No, because he's complete ass. He's so, oh, he's not even good. No, he, DeAndre... he, he was the guy that had like the narrative of being a total dumbass coming in the draft. Oh, the story broke. It was kind of like, well, Come I mean, he was like one of the worst start corners to get starting snaps uh, when he was playing. And, and I, we, he was drafted in the first, but I think a lot of people had him graded as like a second or third round. He went to Georgia, guy. right? But I think. it is the old thing that you can get a second scenario for a guy that was a top draft pick. So, I mean, someone will take the flyer on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone's definitely going to uh, – he'll be on a team by the end of the week. No doubt. Um, I have uh, breaking news here to report Okay, from Adam Schefter. Breaking fantasy news. Mr. Andrew Dalton, the Red Rocket, full participant at practice, on track to come back against Minnesota next week. Wow. Wow, I Andrew thought you were going to say we cut Antonio Brown. I was going to be so upset. <laughs> no. Not yet. Uh, not yet. <laughs> that report is pending. Yeah, we'll, um, wait, we'll have to wait to talk I about that one. I think if I was the Cowboys, not talking fantasy football reasons, but the showing Garrett Gilbert put against the Pittsburgh Steelers is enough for me to be like, you know what, Dalton, we saw you for two weeks prior. 
So let's see I'm what we got Gilbert, from man. exactly. Yeah, we got the AAF MVP sitting on our roster. I mean, Let him fly. He almost won. The, I'm a peacock. Put them in a position to fly. possibly <laughs> beat the Steelers. So I agree. Yeah, Gilbert looked nice, but Dalton gives me hope for CD Lamb. So mm-hmm. and it, I mean, hopefully for Zeke. It I mean, does. Give me some checkdowns, bro. Yep. All right, Rams left tackle. This one's sad. Andrew Whitworth has a torn MCL, damaged PCL. Oh man, that was tough. Especially right before they play the Bucks. Yeah. So bad timing. Bad timing. It's looking like that might be it for him uh, yeah. in his career. I think they had to pull and him Jared out of retirement Goff, this past year. Jared Goff under pressure is think of something Ass. that's really, really, really bad, and that's him under pressure. So not good mm. for the entire Rams offense. Yep. Dolphins cut running back Jordan Howard following healthy scratch on the weekend. He was healthy scratch several times this year. I think the Bears maybe should go back after him. T, you brought that up earlier. Yeah, I mean, um, it, with Monty popping up on the injury, it wouldn't surprise me. He knows the offense kind of fit right in. Yep. Other than that, I don't know where he could They do have Lamar answer. Miller, so that's the one thing. is They're probably going to see how he does tonight and then maybe bring Jordan if he sucks. Um, He's probably looking at depth for the rest of his career, though. I'm trying to think of a joke of something really, really useless to compare to a running back in 2020 that can't do anything in the passing game. That's Jordan Howard. Donovan Smith at left tackle? Oh, <laughs> Donovan Smith trying to pass pro. Um, yeah, no, uh, that Howard just doesn't have – he's a 1980s running back playing in 2020. Pretty much. Which is why it fits perfectly with Matt Nagy. <laughs> yeah, no exactly. weapons. <laughs> yeah, who's the most outdated coach in the NFL right now? Uh, oh shit, Bruce Arians probably. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go the other way and say Bill. <laughs> yeah, it might be Bill. Bill's trying to act like it's 21 years ago. <laughs> Remember what he did back then? <laughs> All right, they did list Bridgewater as day to day. Updated that, and then Drew Locke as well as day to day. Chance he sits this weekend. Uh, who are they playing, the Broncos? They're playing the Miami Dolphins, right? And I wonder who their backup is, because there's a chance he's better. <laughs> it's Case Keenum. Is, did they have Case no, Keenum? No. Who is it? Cal Ripken. He came oh, in. Oh, that's right. He came in and flamed that's out. That's right. We've already been down. I completely forgot about Cal this. Cal Ripken. <laughs> what was his real name, though? Something uh, Ripken. you played yeah, the fantasy defense. I played the defense because I was like, you know what? They'll probably. I think it was the Jets defense, even. That was I was it. like, you know what? They'll probably get a pick six. And sure enough, it was the Jets and defense. And then, actually... then they signed Blake Bortles that week, too. Yeah, for, I okay, thought there was yeah, a chance. God. And I was I was going to waver if it was Bortles because I'm like, <laughs> you never know. But... I take that back. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs uh, Inc. Andy Reid and the GM, two extensions. Very smart. I didn't Why see not? how long it was. Did anybody catch the no, details on this? I'm sure, it's so. very long. <laughs> Until as then. long as you want yeah Andy's there forever yep well at least for another 10 years probably they're just like let us know whenever you're gonna head out Andy and we'll we'll go until that, all that McDonald's and shit <laughs> they love making fun him. of him eating he, he loves to eat man I know he and does you know what he needs to he needs to get it under control at a certain point <laughs> I'm looking out for for Andy here he's getting up there in age there's a pandemic going around <laughs> like Andy needs to worry about I'm, I, he rocks know. face shield he's good <laughs> that's true face shield off. face shield bro <laughs> Sam Darnold still out for the Jets and it's looking like Joe Flacco again I mean I've never seen someone openly tank in the NFL but Flacco looked decent last week. They're openly tanking. He did, he yeah, did. He, he had a couple of nice – we were asking if he's a lead again. Yeah. Is he, he looked good. They put him in a position to win, and then Adam Gase blatantly went out on the field and was like, I don't want to win this game. Enough so of this winning shit. I'm going to create a penalty and then lose us the game. Yep. <laughs> Sean Payton declines to name the starter against the Falcons, so we don't know if it's Jameis or Taysom Hill. But it's what an be- asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean – 
<laughs> yeah, how'd it work out for you yeah, last year? Assholes, Sean. How'd it work out last year when you didn't name the starter, you dumbass? <laughs> At least let your team know who it's going to be. John Brown has a tweaked ankle. Unsure for week 12. Really sucks. He dude. can't stay healthy. Man, that's man. something I messed up on. <laughs> I said to get rid of Cole Beasley. You don't need him anymore. He had 28. <laughs> he he had 28? Yeah. yeah. Granted, John Brown leaves the game in the third quarter, which really helped. So it still, it still stayed true for what you said. Yeah. I really didn't see that John Brown was banged up Patsy, until today. Patsy dropped him in our league, bro. That's just that and sucks. That's one of those things. But the the math really him, the math really was clear. Like yeah. when John Brown is out there, not only is John Brown good, but he makes Josh Allen better. And yep. so this hurts Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it does for yep. sure. 100%. Um, and helps Cole Beasley a bunch. So congrats, Cole Beasley. <laughs> the Chiefs have moved three offensive linemen to the reserve COVID list. Not good. Yeah, bad news bears. The Eagles have opened Earth's twenty-one day window to return. That's good news, but he's not good, so... Yeah. And then Tyler Lockett is dealing with a knee sprain of head of Thursday Night Football. Major bad news. I have Who they got on Thursday? The Cardinals, who he had like 70 points against yeah. last time. <sighs> yeah. Good news is if he plays, though, him, DK, Russ, they're all going to pop because this was another strange, bad Russell Wilson game. Yep. Russ doesn't play bad twice in a row. Yep. All right, well, that'll do it for the news and notes. Oh, watch the spike real quick. Please. Oh, my Gronk. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. I, he posted a, a, like an hour ago something about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Drizzled into the end zone, he said. <laughs> I had a sign at the game that said uh, uh, Gronk drizzles like uh, Gronk drizzling like butter on yeah. pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, before we get into the waiver wire, quick word from our sponsor, Hunter Skipper. Hunter Skipper shirts are the best for your outdoor apparel needs. The shirts are UPF 30 or higher, which provide great protection from the sun. Use promo code FFKINGS in all caps to receive 20% off your order at www.hunterskipper.com. And before we get into the waiver wire, I forgot I got a DM from uh, somebody on Instagram asking about a trade, and we need to help him out. Let's so he is trading Lamar Jackson and Damian Harris. For Ezekiel Elliott and Ryan Tannehill. Would you accept that deal? He already has... Let me bring it up. Well, you guys think about it, and he, mm-hmm. should, he told me what his running right, backs were. That was Zeke and Tannehill for Lamar and Damian Harris. So he trades away Lamar and Damian Harris, receives Zeke and Tannehill. Off first rips, I don't like it for him. I think you keep it, Lamar. Yeah. He, already, he has Joe Mixon, Wayne Gallman, and Mike Davis. Those are his running backs. Um, you know, Damian Harris, he looked pretty good. I mean, he, at the stats weren't there necessarily, but he's he's getting a bunch of work. Yes, uh, for them. He, he I mean, like he gets the hundred yards rushing. It's just the catches yeah, aren't he really there. He looks like their best, like pure runner. He is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like yeah. he's got that Sony role locked up. Mm-hmm. It's just the offense isn't as potent as you would like for when Sony previously had that role and was successful in fantasy. I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna say. Hang on to Damian Harris. Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't get Tannehill back. He has Tannehill as his backup. He wants to trade Lamar and Damian Harris for Zeke. Oh, I mean, I'm gonna sit pat. I, I mean, at this, I point, wouldn't do it. At, I wouldn't either. At this point in time, what are we saying the difference between Damian Harris and Zeke is? I know that sounds crazy. No, you're right. But in terms of fantasy and what yeah. you've done for me lately, they're pretty similar. At least this way with the quarterbacks, you can play matchups. You're going to start in, like, the next three games for Damian Harris are really nice for him. Yep. Uh, Houston, Arizona, and the Chargers, uh, both giving up a lot of rushing yards. Game script should be, you know, whatever, fine in those games. 
Um, maybe not, but still, I think you can hang on to Harris yep. and feel all right. Keep Lamar and Damian Harris. Uh, if you ever want to ask us a question, just DM us on Instagram at fantasy.footballkings, and we will answer it on the show for you. Seriously, no one loves trading more than us, so if yeah. I can live vicariously through one of you, I would love to. Absolutely. So, waiver wire week 11, start off with the running backs. I think the number one pickup this week should be Naheem Hines. 41% owned, 12 rushes, 70 yards, touchdown, 6 targets, 5 receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown in the air. It's pretty damn good. It is pretty damn yep. good. I, I had him sitting on stop. one of my teams in the early goings of the season and just never had him, you know, never really felt comfortable starting him. I wish I had kept him because, damn, yeah, like uh, 21 points two weeks ago. He had five against Baltimore, whatever. 28 this week. He's got Green Bay, Tennessee, Houston, Vegas, Houston, again, for matchups coming up. Yeah, I mean, um, He's, you probably don't have a, mu- a bunch of fab left to spend anyways, but I think you could spend a decent amount, you know. Yep. I think uh, Hines is the best available right now. 41% of leagues he is owned, so. Man, that, that needs to get higher. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be up at the 70, 80 mark after Wednesday. And in the it's one of those where he's doing all right now, but in the event something happened to Taylor or Wilkins injury-wise. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, he's even doing more. good now, so. Exactly. Next up. The rest of the backs kind of – it wasn't a huge waiver wire week. Nobody really got injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is a guy who got all the work. Um, he is the Miami Dolphins running back right now until Miles yes. Gaskin comes back. His name is Slavon Ahmed. Mm-hmm. I like him as like a short-term fill-in for sure. Because like you said, Gaskin comes yep. back. He'll be irrelevant probably. But And it looks like they want to do a bell cow type of system. He got 21 rushes, 65 yards er, – 85 yards, touchdown, one catch for five yards, and he's only 3% owned. Absolutely. You know what you're getting with him. You know that it's a, a short-term thing, but it's one of these things where, like, in these next two weeks, he could really pop off for you, help you out. Oh, yeah. Especially you're the Gaskin owner. Uh, Great matchups for them coming up, and he is uh, going to get a bunch of uh, chances to score and do good things for your fantasy team. If you need a starter this week, you you need to spend a decent amount to get that starter for the week, and it Slavon, there's not too many guys that are sitting on the waivers that nope. have that potential like workload. In fact, it's not even potential. He's going to get that workload. Yep, he's gonna he's gonna have a good week. Yep. Uh, next up, Kalen Balage, nineteen percent owned, eighteen rushes, sixty eight yards, six targets, five catches, thirty four yards. Another great game. Uh, they did. You know, you did see the Austin Ecklers coming back thing. The one thing I read into that, though, is he's only been able to run in a straight line as fast as he can. I'm not sure how close that is to getting to field ready. Or they say week 13 they expect him back. Okay, so there's still several there's weeks. There's still several weeks, And yeah. Kalen should be a priority. Justin Jackson's been put on the IR, but yep. so he's out for three weeks at least. So you've got three weeks at minimum, probably more, where they've shown Kalen Blodge is their guy. Uh Having a running back in this offense is shown all season to be super valuable. So, they get very easy yards. They get a bunch of little dump-off catches. But Kalen Balaj getting five catches, are you kidding? Um, if he's if Kalen Balaj, he needs to be – man, I didn't know it was three weeks that he could be potentially the starter. He needs to be ahead of Slavon. Yeah, I mean, um, like looking at it right now, the best case for Eckler is uh, – the best case for Eckler is like week 13. Yeah, I mean – um, right now that, yeah, that gives you quite a bit of time. Um, 
it's it's even likely that uh when Eckler comes back he's not involved still Justin Jack or like yeah. he's not like the number one guy or whatever. So Kalen Blage is very valuable. We weren't sure going into this week, no one was, you know, how it would shake out, but it shook out very clearly yesterday. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Kalen Balaj is probably a running back two top 24 running back rest of the way yeah oh for the next three weeks as long as he's the the guy like um until you know josh kelly it's kind of crazy actually that josh kelly like was in this role and then balage they pick up and all of a sudden balage is the guy now but he looks the part out there Uh, he looks more explosive than josh kelly He's good somehow. Adam Gase. It's Adam Gase, dude. It must be Adam Gase, dude, because, like, I'm telling you, like, I watched plenty of Bellage. You guys all know I started Bellage in a game last year in a desperation spot. Like, he was an RB2 for me that week. Buys, whatever. It was a tough year. Uh, and <laughs> he had about six carries for one yard and a touchdown. That guy was miserable. He could do nothing. Then you turn on the Chargers game yesterday. All of a sudden, he's athletic. He's ripping off runs. He's getting catches, making the catches look easy. Like, it really is nuts. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, Chargers offense, starting running back is very valuable. That's why I'd be winning in fantasy. If I, I would drop him. Zach Moss for him, you know. Like, even, like, for the next three weeks, he's going to be much better upside than Zach Moss. You want to know a fun fact? Uh, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss yesterday had seven catches. Yeah. For negative eight yards. Very bizarre uh, workload with them. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get to. But, yeah, that'll be on the review show tomorrow, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say cut Zach Moss yet. He's he's still getting work and stuff. He's just not very efficient. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, next up, last one. Uh, this is a guy you, if you're, you know, top, top. Uh, I would say it's top three team in your league. You go pick, pick him up, put him on your bench. Is Cam Akers, twenty six percent him. He had ten rushes for thirty eight yards. He led the backfield in rush attempts. The other guys all scored, but yep. they only had seven to six carries. Malcolm Brown continues to look like just the most average. Like, and he just gets in the end zone. Why can't they give Cam those carries, dude? Did you see? It? Did you see his second touchdown on the day? Is that the one with Jamal Adams? What was going on there? Yeah, they're that... selling it as if Jamal quit on the play, but it makes no sense to me. What I've seen so, Jamal crush several. Yeah, Something so there are a lot of people that basically insinuated that Jamal Adams has made a few business, business decisions, decisions since he's yeah. been there because he doesn't have the long-term contract still. Uh-huh. And I saw a clip of like two other plays this year where he's like clearly just held up at the last second when he could go crush somebody. And I think he might just be protecting himself from injury, which is obviously a disaster scenario for like, if you're a Seahawks fan, like that's it the last is. thing God, you want to see. I want to cut him the, the benefit. The of defense doubt. has been worse with him yeah. in all the games. They've been better without him. He, he's a big, uh, he's a big like, kind of rover too he kind of goes off assignment and and causes bigger plays to happen because and he he's a to, locker room problem he likes to do his <laughs> own thing Jeez, but yeah. that one was bad i mean that one he like cl- clearly read the play ran all the way up to the point where he would launch to make his hit and i wonder if like, he's afraid of flags stops yeah. these are these are all symptoms of someone that's afraid of getting flagged yeah sure, you know very well could be doesn't get fined do, do or they pay him if he continues not to produce you can't I don't think pay so, right? no and and uh, like you don't build defenses that way by making the safety take up like 
whatever it'll be 30 percent of the yeah. cap you know that's not like a and especially a safety we talked about like he's fine but this is someone that's not on the ed reed spectrum of safeties who's out there making a difference in, in pass game. coverage yeah exactly and that's what is valuable in today's nfl you need good pass coverage you can live with you need good pass coverage and if your one safety is practically a pass rushing linebacker i mean because that's what he is that when you watch him play He's, he's their, like a he's, pass rushing he's linebacker. Their, their, he has their highest success rate for pass rusher. All yeah, it's crazy. Like when he's they get him. That's on, wild. It is good. Yeah, um, but anyway, I don't even remember where we were at. Uh, we're we're at, in the waiver wire. We were at Cam. Um, I think you mentioned yeah, him, him being our last oh, running yes. back. I will. Jeez, I forgot. How do we I, get such I will add uh, one more quick running back. Definitely lower than every guy we've mentioned previously. But yeah. if you're desperate, especially maybe if you're the hire, the Carson owner. Alex Collins appeared to kind of take over that backfield. Yeah, so what the hell? <laughs> DJ Dallas out. Travis Homer was still the passing work, but mm-hmm. looked like they wanted to get Collins going. And, you know, Collins he only had back. like 13 or 14 touches on the day, but they were behind the entire game. So, you know, if Carson and, and Hyde can't suit up for Thursday night, I think he's worth possibly a, a one-week flyer. You have to take out – it's just like Kalen Blodge with the Chargers. Like, you have to take out whether you th- what you think about the player. If it's a running back and a great offense that's going to get work, you start them in fantasy. Like, it, you know. Yeah, and, you know, this is different because we know Eckler's still weeks out. Hyde and Carson have both been, like, day-to-day each week of practice, so they're going to be back sooner rather than later. But if he gets the shot again, get that one he'll game. get the work and, you know. I've got another Seahawk uh, waiver claim too. Uh, in that same, is it running back? Nope, receiver. Okay, are we moving, moving on? To, we're moving to receiver right now. So go ahead. Perfect. So this is a very similar thing. Probably only a one game thing, but maybe not. Tyler Lockett's knee injury makes me want to go pick up David Moore. Yeah, David Moore has been getting like a ton of usage, no, even with idea. those guys out there. And so him and Russ I, have a great little. Rapport. They have a great. They played together for now like four or five years. I, I I have Tyler Lockett in the league, so that's the first place my brain went to. Um, yeah, David Moore. They play Arizona this week. If it plays like last time, they're going to stick Patrick Peterson on uh, DK Metcalf, which opens up tons of opportunities for the other receivers. Moore could like go off in this game if Tyler Lockett doesn't play. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Something to monitor at, at least this week, I guess. No, and those are those are good cheap ones because you know what they are. They're the weak filling. If you're like you said, if you're the Lockett owner, you just plug them in real quick. You got their roster spot to burn. So yeah, very nice call. All right. Number one wide receiver, in my opinion, to pick up off the waivers is Michael Pittman Jr. of the yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Oh my God! I, I when we were, when I was watching that game, I was like, we're going to talk about him first on yep. waivers. Ten percent owned. He got a rushing uh, attempt for twenty-one yards. He had seven targets or eight targets, seven catches, one hundred and one yards. Seems like he's the alpha now there. I and they think were he was the targets. one. They were good targets. Yeah. Like they, he wasn't relying on making like fluky downfield catches. This was like a guy who clearly was Philip Rivers' like first read a lot of the time, mm-hmm. easy throws a lot of the time. Uh, like you said, they ran. I think they ran end around with him. Yep. Um, yes, he is a very valuable pickup this week. I think. I mean, there's a a wide wide sea of available targets in the Colts like no one all season has claimed those he's easily the number one wide receiver to pick up this week the rest are just okay guys pass the eye test too like he's a big physical player um I love picking up Michael Pittman this week also dad I haven't uh he is the son of Michael Pittman (laughs) the Michael Pittman the Michael Pittman yes so uh if it matters to you his dad has the largest arms of any running back (laughs) of all time uh, so yeah, yep. go pick him up. 
No, he's a guy I wish I had like watched more of like coming into the season. I should have picked him up. Uh, he was one of my stashed. sleepers. It just took him forever to get good. And he, got, he got hurt. He missed and, a lot of time. He had yeah. the calf injury early in the yeah. season, right? M- missing time in COVID year with no preseason or offseason is yep. pretty detrimental to a rookie. So, Yep. All right, next up, Jalen Rager, 26% owned still. He had seven targets, only had four catches for 47 yards, but that schedule is still really good. Wentz was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, that was a very disappointing game. It's time. <laughs> T's calling for Jalen Hurts. Mr. Hurts, dude, they got to bench Wentz. The guy's not good. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's just not good. You he's watch been him play, described he, as he is, not. <laughs> he is legitimately costing them games. Yeah, in a wide open division, it is on him. He still makes some. I mean, he's Jameis mm-hmm. with a much longer leash. Apparently, he. I, I don't get it. I mean, for does, every good play like the a... guy makes, like outstanding, magnificent, like wow play, mm-hmm. the guy makes twelve consecutive miserable miserable football decisions that's Jameis that's not it's it, bad. It, it is like watching Jameis you're right where it's like uh when is the next mistake coming yeah once yeah he I the mean, ball too long he tries to scramble for way too he doesn't get rid of it it's this man uh not to go on uh, go off here but it does relate to Rager because Rager's ceiling is you know attached to how well Wentz but his last two matchups goddamn Wentz 12 against Dallas eight against New York um, we'll talk about New York. They're actually like better than people expected, but yeah. it's crazy. Um, Rager, I want to love. Like I've been raving about him for the last two weeks. That was a super bummed out uh, performance from Wentz. I still think, like you said, schedule's awesome. Had the seven targets. He was making plays. Like he was pretty involved. Yep. Um, Alshon's not playing. He's a non-factor. So well, I'm coming is, down he, on he, Wentz. He is playing though. Feeling He's up out there running routes. Here. Yeah, he didn't yeah. What targeted, so. I forgot about Alshon yesterday. So my big issue with with it at this point is now the Eagles are too healthy mm-hmm. for their own good. Yeah. In terms of fantasy football, Wentz was fine when he was supporting one of these guys at a time. But you got Goddard back. You got Sandy's back. You got Rager on the field. You got Fulgham on the field. Man, I love you got Alshon. You got Alshon running routes. I mean, there for me, it's just bad. There's not enough mouths to feed, and Wentz isn't good enough to feed them all. I think. I think it's – I know, I know, I just said it before this week, but damn, their next two games are Cleveland and Seattle. Yep. Come on, Philly. Get yep. it together. I want to love Jalen Rager. I want to – those matches I want to bench Wentz, but I'm not going to do it because I know how fantasy football is. <laughs> oh, as soon as you bench him, yep. he pops. But He's going to pop this weekend. If so. you love Wentz, you have to let him go. You got to let him go. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, this is a guy who was on bye last week, and he seems to be coming off injury this week, is Sammy Watkins, 38% owned. Ooh. Just a guy you could add to your bench. Absolutely. Receiver with rapport with the best quarterback in the league. Yep. High-octane offense. Have He's, not seen, like, Mecole kind of no, t- come yeah. out and take that job. In fact, we've seen that they're not even going to give him that chance. Yeah. So, yeah, Sammy Watkins is a very – I forgot about him. And Mecole's still in the COVID list, so. And True if, that, you, wanna, if you want to add a backslash after Sammy and write Demarcus Robinson – I'm fine with it. I yeah. mean, it's just they're off. It's Mahomes. You can yep. play any one of them and get better than most of your guys. So, yep. Next is Keelan Cole, twenty-three percent owned, seven targets, five catches, forty-seven yards, a receiving touchdown, and return to catch for a touchdown. Because I was going to say, I did not see the receiving touchdown yesterday. I did see the punt return yep. touchdown with starting uh, Packers so defense. S- seven um, targets. I mean, Garner, like, Garner's toast. Yeah, it's it's Lutton. It's Jake Mr. Lutton, Lutton, the truth. Yeah. Yeah, they've found the perfect balance with Lutton where if he stinks, they can just be like, eh, whatever. But if yeah, he's, and he's good, they can picks. be like, oh, cool. Yep. Yeah, no pressure on the they're, Jags. They're walking themselves into a great scenario of, 
oh, well, this guy, like Minshew, finished the season on a tear, so we're going to ride with him the next season. Oh, Avoid man. the quarterback we could be taking <laughs> in the early round, and then we're going to be having this conversation with whoever their sixth-round rookie is. What, that pick is... Did, what pick did they have this year? Uh, so, right, I mean, they're a little better than, you know. Or no, what pick did they have last year? They're out of the Lawrence pick. Uh, what pick do they have last? They only have one win, so they're not out of it. They oh, took they took C.J. Henderson at, I want to say, eight or nine. Yeah, I think so. They um, the eighth pick Yeah, which year? means you could have had Tua. Oof. I could have had two, and I thought they had a chance to get Herbert, but that was a very not. that's a very dark uh, road you took there with the Jags. Dude, I was it a- is, but it's the it's the road they're taking. I mean, I was at about some to- point, you gotta just acknowledge that you're like, regardless of what happens, we are in the market for a QB out of uh-huh. this season. Like, why are we trying to sell ourselves that Jake Lutton could be the guy? We just did this with Minshew, and a year and a half later, found out that. It's funny how Magic often we've off. been down this road as Bucks fans, like where we yeah, don't want, it. where we would rather have the bad finish to the season instead of tricking them into thinking, the okay, hope. yeah, we'll give it another the shot hope. next year. Yeah. You watch Mike Glennon stringing together a couple games, and you're like, oh, well, maybe. That's all. <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, I mean, um, he's not. He's getting work. Um, I wouldn't suggest starting. Keith I would not though. suggest starting him or like spending a bunch of money on him. But he's definitely yeah. worth uh, trying to a pick flyer, up a buck or two because there's the road where if DJ Chark has to miss time, yeah. he all of a sudden gets a ton of more targets. And yeah, yep. and I guess hey, maybe he used up his punt return magic already. The fact he's returning punts, that's a little extra bonus for you. <laughs> Next up is a deep. Kind of guy, 14, 16 team leagues. Uh, he, he is starting to creep up in 12 if you really want to go balls. He is uh, Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. 10 targets, 8 catches, 94 yards. Played more snaps than Cooper Cup yesterday. I hate the Rams offense. Um, that was a crazy stat. Yeah. I mean, if Reynolds keeps getting that work, that's, but he was playing Seattle, and he has had a couple good games this year, so I'm guessing he's it's worth because, a and, and now I didn't watch the, the much of that game or like enough to where I can tell like their personnel groupings, but like... <laughs> Bless you, Mr. Thanks. Luke. Um, is it because literally Cooper Cup is not playing in two wide sets? Are they not having Cooper Cup come out as the second wide? That's oh, pro- no. Cooper doesn't play on the outside of the football field. What is happening? Cooper isn't. It, so that's what, crazy. What happened at the end of the year last year? It is. You're right. In fact, both, both narratives from the end of last year have turned out true. That uh, and They Higby don't want to use nine. Higby, and they don't want to use Cup. Yeah. I don't understand they're both good players. Sean McVay's a smart coach too, so nah. like I'm not saying like we're smarter than Sean McVay, McVay but McVay outthinks himself. Maybe he is out. He does. I don't know, dude. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, Reynolds, though, another guy like uh, it, it would literally just take one injury to Woods or Cup to where Reynolds would become like wide receiver two every oh, week. Probably. I'm excited to play them on Monday. It's so. gonna I'm be... going to the game. That's why I'm excited. See, oh, uh, nice. Yeah. You see uh, Tristan Wirfs. No. Yeah, talking about Donald. Yeah. He didn't say oh. anything stupid, did he? No, he just yeah. he just basically said what an honor it's going to be to line up across from him and basically like it's the most this game he's more excited for this game than he's been for any game. So they yeah. need Ali Marpet back or this game is, is not awesome. going to go well, dude. It's Donald just, is the type of player like he will just break the whole offense. Yeah, like it he, will. he will be in Brady's face and that'll be it. Yeah, and, uh, we won't I, have time to I call say, play action. They need I will Ali say AK Shipley at center was a massive upgrade. Yeah, yeah he I played didn't great. Like, I didn't better. like kicking Jensen to guard, but it had only just, one bad snap. I think most importantly got Joe Haig off the field. Yeah, he was Sh- Shipley's one mistake all game was that was that one bad snap, snap mm-hmm. which I mean you gotta expect at least one. Mm-hmm. So that that was a pleasant surprise. Maybe they hold up, but. All yeah, right. I mean, Marpet, it's a concussion. So, like, I, usually, more often than not, concussions are one-week thing. It just, I know they're yeah, serious. You just have to hit that point where he gets cleared and he's good. Yeah. yeah, Bruce really wants to take his time. I was listening to him today about bringing back Marpet. He said yeah, he'll so be he, doing individual drills. but Concussions suck more than... Bruce said something about uh, 
I, I don't want to rush him back. Well, I hope you're not rushing the guy back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Concussion, yeah. concussion like, like, yeah, when you really read the symptoms of a concussion, like what goes on, it sucks a lot more than I think it gets credit for, like suffering from that. Like no, light. Yeah. Oh, no, all they're, of a sudden, they're you have terrible to be like in a dark room. Because those are the ones that really like affect people like after football. Like, yeah, yes, so exactly. Like, actually scary. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on to tight end position. First one in the number one claim, in my opinion, for tight ends is Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Six targets, four catches, <laughs> 66 yards. We have come full, full circle. circle on tight ends, man. I think we can learn from this, though, a little bit. And by extension, McKissick. If you can find the right quarterback that's conservative enough, it almost doesn't matter who their running back and tight end are. If they're conservative enough, they're going to pepper them with targets. Like, mm-hmm. McKissick... This we're, is we're a, a we're a no McKissick podcast, Mickle. This is insane. The way their Jamie offense McKissick. is working, like it, you saw yesterday, like McKissick so has bad. I think twenty five targets in two weeks or something, maybe even thirty in yep. two weeks. Yep. He had he didn't he have nine <laughs> targets in the first quarter. He had, yeah, he had nine. nine that's that's an actual stat. He had nine absurd. targets in the first quarter, but he finished with around I want to say sixteen total touches <laughs> on, the, on the game for. 38 yards of offense yeah it's oh. like dude you this is theoretic all over again it is yeah. like it, i understand you want to have the veteran in there for god knows what reason maybe alex smith when he wasn't walking for two years mm-hmm. only sat in wheelchair and threw to mckissick or some shit yeah but there's no way that antonio gibson can't do a little bit more with gibson's third down work you've seen that right he has like three touches on third down all it's year bullshit. It's I mean, and bullshit. like i think it's like three or four touches all year on third down uh. Um, but yeah, and, and as that relates to Logan Thomas, uh, he runs like two routes and they're all both short and Alex Smith loves it. And so Alex Smith dumps down to him. Yep. Kind of similar with Kyle Allen. It was the same thing with Kyle Allen. <laughs> I think I'd rather uh, have Logan Thomas and Robert Tunyon at this point. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Tunyon's on a down stretch of not catching a touchdown for a couple weeks. But Logan will get Thomas, you nine. And yeah. then if he fall, gets a lucky touchdown, he's getting red zone looks too. He's got like two touchdowns over the past four weeks. I mean, that's Logan Thomas that's over Johnny Smith. I wouldn't think twice about it. I was oh, going to yeah. see if we wanted to add Johnny to the, well, are you freaking? There's oh, just too many names. Dude. I mean, absolutely. Two, every, every tight end could be on that. Two dude. targets, two catches, nine yards. I want to do it. Takes a jet sweep from the one yard line and, falls into the end zone. I want to do a rage you, special, an episode where we just rage, where you each get about 15 minutes of rage. Pat would love that. I could get Johnny Smith. I could rage on that. You don't even know. I'll save the So, kingdom. you know how I brought up tight end one on the week was actually Mark Andrews with seven catches for 60 yards. Yeah, with that can, stat line, Johnny had nine and a half. Can uh, you guess so. who the tight end two was? Oh, man. Hang on. John who had nine and a half, so they, I mean, is it Johnny? <laughs> no, no, okay. There's gotta be someone that someone questions? that got all the way up to twelve points. Right, oh my well, god! Let's see. I had two, oh Jordan Reed. No, he had to be third. He had ten and a half on the. On he had the, yeah, one yeah. of the best catches of the week. Oh, too. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was Gronkowski. Gronk, yeah, there it is. <laughs> with, I how did I not? Yeah, yeah, twelve. <laughs> yeah. He had the touchdown and one, the two catches. So top That's... three were eleven, twelve, and thirteen yep. points. Brutal. So it is. Darren Waller dropped a touchdown. By the way, I saw. Yeah, that that guy could have been on. Uh, Are you freaking as well? He's had like thirty yards the past three games. Um. So, but is. you're not going to freak on Waller though because you can keep playing him. Right. It's yeah. not because the the tight end position that is, bad game from Waller is still tight end top twelve tight end. So you're kind of like whatever. Yeah. <sighs> man, having Kelsey is such a nice just Kelsey Kittle man. He's a first round pick, Kelsey. This year, this yeah, year, yeah, like if you, you said, he was the uh, wide receiver three, right? Yeah, uh, wide receiver two before <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> yes, right. but, uh, I Death, am for taxes, Kittle and Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, like if if there's Johnu owners that just haven't been able to watch the Titans games or whatever, 
it's as bad as you think it is. They're not using him. He's not on the field as much. I, Ferkser plays about the same amount of snaps as him. Uh, so it, the offense goes through A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Derrick Henry. That's it. So the other concerning stat I saw, it's a very similar to a, the Chris Herndon problem we were looking at a few weeks ago. It's that Jonu is, is blocking on like 65% of the snaps, and Ferkser is actually the guy running the routes. Ferkser, the blocking tight end. And it's kind of <laughs> like, yeah, what? I mean, the one thing I know about Johnny Smith is he's an athletic tight end that makes people miss him. He's one field. of the best in uh, – exactly, yeah. Don't like, even get me started. Oh, uh, my goodness. All right, another name for uh, Dalton Schultz. He is uh, <laughs> <laughs> 16%, 16% owned. He had seven targets, four catches, 48 yards. That was with Garrett Gilbert, though, so now it's going to be back to Andy Dalton. Yeah, he was it's just, with you know, you have a guy and you want to try someone else. Austin Hooper had two last week, so it wasn't like the week we thought. It was windy in that game, so I want to give Hooper another game. Mm-hmm. But that, that is the best way to put it, though, kind of how you just said it. And I've told a few people this, like, when I get asked about tight ends. Just toss another guy. I literally go, I ride one until the magic runs out, yeah. and then it's just on to the next one. You don't think about it. Just rip the Band-Aid off and throw the random-ass name back in there. Gronk's going to finish top five tight ends, I think. He is. He's been healthy yeah. every game, knock on wood, yep. and he's producing pretty much every game. Yep. Does he have a heartbeat? Yeah. <laughs> More than one pass every two weeks? It's crazy. Then Probably a top, top five tight end. Um, and then the other one was Jordan Reed. They are on a bye this week, though. Nineteen. I wouldn't suggest really... If you have an open spot, you can pick him up, put him on your bench. Six targets, five catches, 62 yards. Man, I, it's man. worth it for the following week. 19% I don't think of. he's worth the stash because, I mean. I don't want to hold him through a bye. But it, exactly. if it's you're looking like ahead, maybe. Like maybe if you're the Johnny Smith owner and you need a, like, a little bit of a Is he on our waivers? No, he's probably not. I don't I started him. No, I think you have him. I started Jordan him Jordan Reed? Yeah, don't you? I started him this week. Oh, you have yeah. him. That's who it was. I started his ass. You did? Yeah, I've been you holding bad. Jordan Damn, he balled. Damn it. I mean, that uh, was a penciled-in easy call. I mean, we've talked about it a hundred times. But... <laughs> it's, ten and, it's literally ten and a half points he scored, but yeah, still. <laughs> but you know what? Like, just week to week, it's safe. The guy's a good player. He, like, yeah. he really – Jordan Reed is a good football player. Until uh, he gets hurt. Until he gets hurt. Gonna ride it. Yep. All right, last person is a quarterback. It's Jameis Winston. Baby. Oh, yeah, baby. Falcons, are you ballsy enough to start this guy? <laughs> yes. Pick him up and ride him if you want him. I'm just well, kidding. Well, I let wouldn't me ask suggest you, Let me that. ask you this. A year ago, Jameis Winston was a QB1 on how many weeks? Oh, the answer to that question is like 10 weeks. <laughs> how many like, backup quarterbacks have thrown for 5,000 yards before? Yeah. Huh? How, many, huh? how many quarterbacks have thrown for 30 touchdowns and 5,000 yards? <laughs> Not a lot. Nope. So, like, my only, Fire him up. Uh, my, uh, you know what? He's playing Atlanta. Fire him up. Don't think twice. But <laughs> This I, dude's roasted Atlanta his whole career. You're right. You're he right. Has. Atlanta is one, pretty much the only game where you always knew Jameis was going to play gonna well. Jameis is going to have a good yeah, game. He killed like, him. I, and, of course, you know, I am a little worried that we're going to get maybe more Taysom Hill than we're comfortable with. Yeah, oh, that's the problem with starting him. You gotta that's be willing the only, to. But you know, and it makes it worse when you see him laughing in his helmet. On the Jameis field. has never had a guy like Kamara where he could just toss him a screen and then seventy yards later touchdown. Yeah, like right. literally never. Never um, had never had an O line like the Saints O line. Never had an O line exactly. Uh, and so I'm very interested to He's see got how new my, eyes. my son does. Uh, he has LASIK. new eyeballs. Yep. Yeah, he can see now. Almost threw a pick last yeah, week. He it did. was hilarious, right? Just into the classic. Arm. Classic, man. It was even a linebacker, I'm yeah. pretty sure, too. Oh, fuck. Just like, didn't see him. Gave me such a rush. Um, <laughs> yeah, but listen, Atlanta is Atlanta, boy. And it, they you start anyone against them. Yeah. And I here's think the you good news. Do worse. How many, like how many fantasy points do you lose for a pick six? 
Two. Same, Just same, same amount as a regular yep. pick. So guess what? It might be bad in real life, but it's fine for fantasy. Yep. Dude, dude threw 30 of them last year, and you were still starting his ass. Oh, man. All yeah, right. You'll, you definitely, I'll say this, you will not have a more exhilarating experience with any other quarterback in the league than starting Jameis in fantasy. It's the highs and the lows are unlike any other player. Uh, so That is a true statement. So let's just let's just real real quick. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, if he's healthy, coming off the injury, Jameis Winston. Jameis fucking Winston, absolutely. Who who are R- they playing? Ryan Tannehill, three straight shit weeks of dog doo doo. See who they're playing. Yeah, Luke's Luke's being responsible and asking who they're playing, but <laughs> the answer's Jameis, Luke. <laughs> Correct. The answer. I actually we think Titans got to play the Jesus. Ravens, so yeah, I probably would. I don't Let's know. go. Um, Let's go. Streamer of the week. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the waiver wire show. Please follow us on. Instagram at fantasy.footballkings and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will most likely be back tomorrow with the week review and the starts and sits for the week. One last one. Yeah. Jameis or Mahomes? (laughs) Uh, No comment. (laughs) See you guys. See ya.